Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Okay, let's talk about a projected starting lineup for the New Jersey Devils, shall we? Since Pavel Zaka has been confirmed to be reunited with Heizer and Brat, I think it makes things a little more cut and dry as to which starting lineups the New Jersey Devils will rock in their season debut against the Chicago Blackhawks. Also, since this has become so popular, I'm going to pick a few players that you should keep an eye out for in our next preseason matchup, which is tonight when this episode goes live against the New York Rangers. Here's to hoping my correct streak continues to stay hot. So we have a lot to discuss in this episode, so buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the Hockey Riders, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 8.47 p.m. Eastern Time, October the 5th, 2021 at the time it's recording. And guys, the season is fast approaching. We are now Alexander Holtz's jersey number away from the start of a new season against the Chicago Blackhawks. That means we are 10 days away at the time it's recording. So if you guys missed the last episode, I basically jumped all over the board in uh, yesterday's episode because it was a very long one because I talked about the TV broadcast for like the first segment. Then I talked about Pavel Zaka. I talked about what he's been doing in preseason, the fact that he is a lock to be in the top six to at least begin the year. And I also gave uh, my opinions on the game of the matter uh, yesterday as well, just ranging from stats, uh, overall impact. And, you know, uh, we've been talking about, uh, you know, who's going to be in the top six, uh, who's going to be in the bottom six. But I I think it's time we start to, like, look at the – overall lineup because like I told you guys uh, the season is fast approaching and I think it's just now time for us to just say okay here's what's going to happen here's who's going to go where so originally Pavel Zaka began preseason as a center but like I mentioned Dawson Mercer was kind of outplaying him so uh, you know I, I think the writing was on the wall that Pavel Zaka needs to be moved over to a wing position if he wanted to remain in the top six rotation I did mention that last week and also it was just like I think think Zaka needs to practice a little bit more if he wants to be an effective winger but I believe in him but it, it he has to take it upon himself in order to just make this New Jersey Devils roster run because the thing for Zaka was that uh Heizer was setting him up with great uh looks but Zaka didn't really capitalize on him that was my major concern but you know like I said it's preseason take things with a grain of salt and you know it allows you to make those kind of mistakes because if you were to make those mistakes in a game something like that could be costly albeit we won so I don't think anyone's really going to be paying attention to that but just me as a fan and I also saw like a lot of other fans on Twitter also realize that so I since they won since they uh you know were able to beat the Capitals by uh, a good amount I don't think anyone's really going to pay attention to that but still just something to uh take note of so let's talk about starting lineups in terms of forwards for the New Jersey Devils because that's been a major talking point the last few months or so because we pretty much know who's going to be the top 
defenseman for the New Jersey Devils. It's going to be Dougie Hamilton and Ryan Graves. Then, you know, uh, you got Damon Severson and Ty Smith whenever Ty Smith comes back. But you know that Ty Smith is going to either be playing on that first or that second line. It, it seems like since Hamilton is here and Ryan Graves has established himself as a legit defenseman, then I think it's just uh, it's, it's in the best interest of the team to have Ty Smith play on the second line. And then you got Damon Severson, even though I don't think he'll be wearing an assistant captain uh, lettering on his jersey. He's still one of the leaders on this team. He's still a veteran player. So, you know, he's going to be playing on that second line. And then Siegenthaler, as I like to call him, Lindy Ruff's golden boy right next to Jack Hughes. And then you got former Norris Trophy winner uh, P.K. Subban. Like I said, I think P.K. Subban is destined to have a pretty decent year just because the burden will be lifted off his shoulders just a little bit more. But still, we got to see what P.K. Subban is uh, capable of doing. And, you know, but for Fords, it's kind of like, it's so weird because discussion we've been having is is like, you know, who's going to remain in the top six? Is it going to be Kwokinen? Is it going to be Zaka? Who's going to be moved down? Who's going where? Nathan Bastian uh, was drafted by the Seattle Kraken in their expansion draft. So that kind of just uh, ended the BMW line. That was the third line of Wood, McLeod, and Bastian. So, you know, what's going to happen there we signed Thomas Tatar and obviously Tatar is meant to be a top six player I don't think the New Jersey Devils signed him to be a bomb six player or to have an Andreas Janssen type of role from last season but when comparing the lines from this year to last year for the first time in a long time based on my perspective we finally have some options so when we're looking at the line pairings that the New Jersey Devils rocked with to begin the year you see there's Sharon Govich Hughes and Paul Mary on the first line there's Janssen, Zaka, and Gusev on the second line. Wood, Zajek, and Boquist on the third line. Bastion, McLeod, and Kwokinen to round out the fourth and final line pairing. So uh, the thing is, is like, you know, I, I think Sharon Govich, just based on what he was doing in training camp, the New Jersey Devils had high hopes for him. Remember, we didn't really have many options. And, you know, Nico Heizer being out really didn't help things either. But remember, Sharon Govich was a surprise during training camp reported by Amanda Stein during the course of those events. So Sharon Govich uh, pretty much earned his spot to begin the year on the first line. And he came through in the second game. We all know what happened. Uh, OT uh, clock was winding down. Sharon Govich goes for a a snapshot, it looked like. And, you know, he uh, led the New Jersey Devils to their first victory of the year. And then, uh, you know, Hughes, we had high hopes for him. And he's panning out so far. Paul Mary, we we all knew what he was capable of doing. And then for Janssen, you just saw the expectations right then and there. Because for Janssen, uh, when we're looking at his stats from the Toronto Maple Leafs, particularly his 2017 and 2018 campaign. Uh, It's just like his stats were anywhere from solid to mediocre. But at the same time, it was just like maybe we find a diamond in the rough. And, you know, if he's given more of a chance for a team like the New Jersey Devils and, you know, maybe if it's just like, you know, he's not surrounded by, you know, all those good players who basically just uh, put him in their respective shadow, then, you know, maybe he can have a chance to shine. Obviously, that did not come into fruition. Zaka and uh, we, we know Zaka has improved from last year. So which is why I said he kind of deserves to have a top six position just to see if he's going to continue that progression because that's what we want more than anything. And then for Nikita Gusev, we know how that turned out. Uh, Wood, Zajac, and Boquist. So uh, Zajac, he, he just ran out of time. And, you know, I think the writing was on the wall for him to leave the New Jersey Devils organization. Too bad he couldn't get a Stanley Cup championship. But at the same time, very solid career. And then, uh, you 
you know, for Wood and Boquist. Uh, I, I don't like Boquist at all. I feel as though he takes up space. I say he should be sent down to Utica. That's my opinion. And then uh, for Miles Wood, we, we, we see the overall impact that he was able to have on players like McLeod and Bashin. And like I mentioned, they formed the BMW line or, um, you know, more commonly known as an energy line just because they were the most consistent line. So we saw Bashin and McLeod work their way up in the rotation because remember, towards the end of the year when we were bringing up some young guys and rookies who were unproven and raw, uh, uh, Lindy Ruff entrusted Wood, Bashin, and McLeod to play as much as the second line just because, like I mentioned, mentioned their consistency and the fact that McLeod and Bastion led the New Jersey Devils in hits as fours and then Quokinen what more can I say for him he worked his way up from the ground up so when you listen to Drake start from the bottom that's Quokinen for you as he he worked his way up from the fourth line be a taxi squad member in and out and the fact that he was able to have that one good game in which he had three assists I think that pretty much solidified his position of just being a stable point on the roster for that season because I I remember when I did the episode and I saw that Quokinen had three assists, I was just like, I think it's time to give Quokinen a bigger role on the team. But, you know, at the same time, we're not the same team. And we all see what an offseason can really do for a team like the New Jersey Devils. So, you know, the the, the X factor is, is like, we, we didn't have Nico Heizer or Jesper Brat to begin the year. So as we were waiting for their return, we were able to just try different things and see uh, if there was a diamond in the rough whatever the case might be, because Nico Heizer, like I mentioned, he was dealing with COVID. He was also injured, and Jesper Brat, uh, he signed his contract late, and he was coming into the stakes, so he had to go on to COVID protocol as we were just waiting for him to return as well. So overall, you know, those are some of the X factors that we need to look at, and it's not the same situation this time. Uh, you know, as far as I know, I, you know, Jack Hughes uh, is a little dinged up, same with Damon Severson, Ty Smith, but it's nothing concerning. I, I fully expect those players to be back uh, to start the year in about a week or so. So, you know, I, I wouldn't worry about those players. I, I'm going to say I think for the first time we are going to be fully healthy and, and, and we haven't been fully healthy in over a year. So it, it's time for the New Jersey Devils to just, you know, come out guns blazing. But, you know, when you come out guns blazing, who do you rock with? And we've been speculating. We've been saying this. We've been saying that. But uh, I think it's finally time to say who the top line is going to be for the New Jersey Devils based on everything that I've gotten. And just, you know, I, I think I've gotten a better sense of, like, the direction the New Jersey Devils are going in. Because I'm seeing a lot of people saying Sharon Govich, Hughes, and Holtz. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with that. So we'll talk about my stance in terms of who's going to start for the New Jersey Devils uh, this year for Fords and also who to look out for as we are approaching the end of preseason. But first, I have to give you guys the first live read this morning, and it comes from DirecTV Stream. So does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch a game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites like Together, Never Before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of that clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. And now the second live read comes from Get Upside. So uh, do you pay for gas? Well, of course you do. So my listeners are making up 
to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up and you know what they use they use get upside so just download the free get upside app in the app store or google play right now use the promo code hockey and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up that's about 50 cents cash back don't pay full price at the pump anymore get cash back using get upside just download the app for free and use the promo code hockey all capital letters to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to three hundred dollars a month in cash back and there's uh, no catch the cash back uh, gets added right back into your account you can cash out anytime your bank account uh, PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands just download the free get upside app and remember to use the promo code hockey to get 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank again the code is hockey so let's talk about projected starting lineups for the New Jersey Devils so I already touched on the defense I think that's pretty much set in stone in terms of who's going to be on the top line who's going to be on the second Second line. I think the only coin flip is, you know, does Damon Severson play on the third line? Does PK Subban play on the second line? But like I said, I, I think it's pretty much set in stone who's going to go where. We know Jonas Siegenthaler is going to be playing on the third defensive line pairing, and then Ty Smith is going to be playing on the second one. We already know who's going to be uh, our top two go-to defensemen, and that's Dougie Hamilton and Ryan Graves. But um, I, I think the only flip side is just like, where do you put Damon Severson? Where do you put PK Subban? But if I was Lindy Ruff, I would literally just get a quarter and just flip it and see, you know, maybe heads for P.K. Subban, tails for Damon Severson. But overall, we'll see what happens. But in terms of just being a better fit systematically, I'm going to lean more towards with Damon Severson. But like I said, that's a discussion for another time. So let's talk about projected starting forwards for the New Jersey Devils. So for my top line pairing, if I'm Lindy Ruff, uh, my top line is going to consist of Igor Sharangovich, Jack Hughes, and Thomas Tatar. Now you're probably wondering, wait a minute, Tatar? Why not Alexander Holtz? So I, I just want to give credit when credit is due. Alexander Holtz is leading the New Jersey Devils in points uh, for this preseason because in three games played, he has two goals, two assists for a grand total of four points, and he has a plus minus of three, and he's been showing out. What more can I say? Alexander Holtz has a sniper on him. He seems to know the system really well. He seems to have a good connection with Jack Hughes, Sharon Govich, all those players. But the thing is, is just I just don't think he's ready for that kind of responsibility, and there's no need to throw him into the fire. Yes, we threw Sharon Govich into the fire last season, but that's just because we had to, and it sort of panned out for us. Because remember, we didn't have Nico Heizer to begin the year. We didn't have Jesper Brat to begin the year. So we kind of had no choice but to roll out some players and just put them at, at normal situations. But there's no need to rush Alexander Holt. Really, there isn't. Because, you know, uh, I, I feel as though Alexander Holt should just take his time in the end and he'll be a good player but for the New Jersey Devils if we want to be a legit wildcard team I believe that's best case scenario for us I think it's in our best interest to have Sharon Goich have Hughes two players who know the New Jersey Devil system who've established themselves on this team who are you know on the upside in terms of their careers I think it's only right that we put Tatar on that line just because Tatar has uh, experience of just being a goal getter remember he led the Montreal Canadiens in scoring a couple years ago his defense is a huge question mark but like uh, Locked On Red Wings informed not only me but you they said that they feel 
feel as though Tatar's defense is kind of slept on and they feel like sometimes maybe it's taken out of context so maybe he just needs another chance so I'm willing to give Tatar that chance and remember guys I think we signed Tatar to be a top six guy in my opinion because remember what our checklist was during the course of the offseason we said we needed a backup goaltender we got it in Jonathan Bernier and then we needed uh, to assert ourselves on the defensive side of things and we also needed a star player well we killed two birds with one stone with Dougie Hamilton and we also needed a top six player we were able to get Thomas Tatar late in the free agency process and you know did we overpay him yes but at the same time it's just like you know Tatar uh, we, we had money to burn so why not and we still had money left over so it was just like I, I guess that was the best case scenario so while I am a fan of Alexander Holtz while I do acknowledge what he's doing I just feel like there's no reason to throw him into the fire really there, there, there isn't and now we go on to the second line Pavel Zaka Nico Heizer and Jesper Brat. I talked about them in yesterday's episode because it was confirmed that Pavel Zaka would be reunited with Heizer and Brat. so Thank the Lord that Lindy Ruff is listening to the fans and moving Zaka back to a wing position. It's not going to be pretty, but at the same time, remember, Zaka was able to close out the season on a very high note. And I've already talked about this so many times recently, so I'm not going to touch on it again. But for Jesper Brat, I believe his offense is going to get better. Nico Heizer will hopefully be back for more than two-thirds of the year because I need Heizer to stay healthy. And for Pavel Zaka, I, I believe he's improving each and every year. And you know, with Heizer just having that good connection with Pavel Zaka, I just believe that, you know, Pavel Zaka could potentially take his game to another level. But he needs Nico Heizer, and Nico Heizer probably realizes that, and Heizer will continue to set up Zaka for open shot opportunities. Now it's up to Zaka if he can capitalize on him. So the only player I'm concerned about on that line is Pavel Zaka, but I believe that can get resolved. And Overall, I just think that that's uh, you know that that's going to be our top six. It's going to be Sharon Govich, Huge, Tatar, Zaka, Heizer, and Brat. So I believe those are going to be our main go-to guys in terms of scoring. Now you're probably wondering, is Alexander Holtz going to make the roster? Yes, I, I fully believe that Alexander Holtz will make the roster. However, uh, I believe he's going to be a bottom six player to begin the year. And if he shows that he's capable of playing the bottom six position, then he will be moved up to a, a, a top line uh, pairing, whether it be with Hughes or, or uh, Heizer. But whatever the case might be, I, I think Alexander Holtz just needs to take his time. So, you know, when we're looking at the third line, Who's going to play it? Well, obviously it has to be Yanni Kokkonen because Yanni Kokkonen was just knocked out of his top six positioning. And uh, unfortunately, there's just no room for him in this case. That's just the politics of the sport. So Yanni Kokkonen, Dawson Mercer, Alexander Holtz. Why break the connection between Dawson Mercer and Alexander Holtz? It seems like they feed off one another in terms of their, their competitive spirit. Just saying, no, I'm the best rookie on this team. No, I'm the best rookie on this team. Why break that competitive spirit, guys? I want to see that. I want to see who outplays whom on that particular line. So if I'm Lindy Ruff, I'm keeping the young guys. I'm keeping, well, we're all relatively young, but still, I'm keeping Alexander Holtz and Dawson Mercer paired to at least begin the season. Because, you know, we're seeing what they're doing in preseason. And, you know, like I said, Alexander Holtz uh, leads the New Jersey Devils in terms of points and, and, and scoring for uh, the preseason. And then Dawson Mercer is right on his tail because Dawson Mercer has also appeared in three games. And he has two goals, one assist for a grand total of three points with a plus minus of two. So, you know, I, 
I love that competitive spirit between Mercer and Holtz because it just seems like both of them are just fighting for a roster position. And at the end of the day, I think they both deserved one. So like I said, if Holtz and Mercer do not make the roster for the New Jersey Devils, I do not know what they are thinking. I have lost hope for them because you have a golden opportunity to bring up two young guys who have shown what they can do in the prospects camp. They are showing what they could do against, you know, uh, NHL competition. Like I said, it's preseason, but still, it's NHL competition, and they're, you know, basically holding their own. So I believe they do do deserve a roster spot. So uh, that's my third line, Quokinen, Mercer, and Holtz. And, you know, Holtz would be the best scorer, and Quokinen would be the best uh, facilitator. And Mercer, we know what he could do. So he could both facilitate and score. So I, that's my third line pairing. And quite honestly, I think that's a pretty good one, if I do say so myself. So uh, who's going to be on the fourth line? So uh, Miles Wood, Mikey McLeod. So, you know, you still got the uh, BMW line without Nathan Bastion. So I guess you got the MW line. And then Andreas Janssen, and Andreas Janssen is a question mark next to his name. So the thing is, is like Miles Wood, unfortunately, you know, he is a bottom six player. He has been working over the offseason to become a better leader for this organization. And I'm sure Lindy Ruff hasn't lost sight of that. But like I said, this year we just have options and we're going to be, you know, for the most part, fully healthy to begin the year. And Mikey McLeod still gets to be with Miles Wood and feed off his, you know, tenacity and also just his overall energy and just, uh, you know, learn from someone like Miles Miles Wood and Andreas Janssen is a question mark because I'm just like, you know, let's put Andreas Janssen there for right now. But if there's another player that's just showing out maybe for Utica to start the season, then, you know, bring that player up. So whether it be in a practice, whether it be in a game, whatever the case might be, I'm not sure when the Utica uh, Comets begin their season. But I'm just like, you know, Andreas Janssen, I guess he would be the final player. But at the same time, it's just like it's not guaranteed. But for Miles Wood, uh, I, I don't think Lindy Ruff has lost sight of what he could potentially do. And remember, guys, you know, Miles Wood's line basically was you know a bottom six line last year and then they got to play as much as the top two lines so for miles wood just don't lose sight of what you were able to do last year keep building on that same with mikey mcleod and i just hope mcleod just continues uh to be a an assertive player who knows how to win at the face-offs uh can lead the new jersey devils in hits or at least be up there and just be a goal getter but that's what i want for mikey mcleod and i expect him to get better andreas jansen he basically has half a season to prove his worth otherwise he's going to be out of there because there, we don't have any room for like, you know, just basically fillers. So that's going to be my top line projection. So I will repeat it and let me know what you think of it. Do you agree with it? Do you disagree with it? So I will repeat it once more. So for my top line, I got Sharon Govich, I got Hughes, and I got Tatar. For my second line, I got uh, Heizer, Brat, and Zaka. For my third line, I got Quokinen, Mercer, and Holtz. And then for my fourth line, I got Miles Wood, Mikey McLeod, and a question mark with Andreas Janssen. But let me know what you guys think on my line projections. So before I, I finish off today's show with players to look out for in the next preseason matchup against the New York Rangers, I have to give you guys the third live read this morning, and it comes from Bet Online. So we're back and better than ever. No, not hockey. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface, even more 
odds, props, and contests. BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, NHL, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for you for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And now the fourth and final live read comes from rockauto.com. So, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rockauto.com is a family business serving do it yourself first for over 20 years. RockAuto.com's prices are reliably low for every consumer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website to find all solution to your auto parts needs. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Okay, so I guess let's give my famous players to look out for in our next matchup against the New York Rangers. And I'm going to give some love to a couple of our top defensemen. So Dougie Hamilton and Ryan Graves, but for different reasons. So for Dougie Hamilton, he has three assists in two games played, and he has a plus minus of two. So the thing for Dougie Hamilton is that he is a scorer. He's a two-way player, but I think it's time for Dougie Hamilton to assert himself in terms of just, you know, getting those goals because he's getting the assist but I think it's time for him to get a goal or two in order for him to just show his two-way style of play. He and Ryan Graves have been fantastic of just, you know, playing two-way and overall just making our specialty teams much better. So for if they are going to play tomorrow, like I said, this is a big if. I expect for Dougie Hamilton to get a goal. And then for Ryan Graves, uh, you know, Ryan Graves is asserting himself on the defensive side of things, similar to um, uh, Dougie Hamilton. But like um, I said, I think it's time for Ryan Graves to finally get into the scoring column because he has a plus minus of two. Now, the thing for Ryan Graves is I don't hold him to the same level of expectations as Dougie Hamilton because Dougie Hamilton, I expect to be an all-star, to be a finalist for the Norris Trophy. For Ryan Graves, I expect for him to maybe, you know, make his name into the All-Star game here or there. But my expectations for Ryan Graves is to have a good plus minus and overall just, you know, make the players around him better and just, you know, assert himself on the defensive side of things because what Ryan Graves does doesn't really show up in the score sheet. And that's perfectly fine. But for Ryan Graves, I want him to show up in the score sheet. So I expect for Ryan Graves to get an assist or two in the next matchup, like I said, if they play. So uh, on the defensive side of things, I'm expecting something from Dougie Hamilton and Ryan Graves. So, uh, you know, th- those are some of my uh, predictions for the next matchup. And then for Sharon Govich, you know, we've seen what Dawson Mercer and we've seen what Alexander Holtz can do. But remember, uh, I- Igor Sharon Govich is right on the tail of uh, both Holtz and Mercer. So, uh, right now, uh, Sharon Govich has played in one less game than Mercer and Holtz, and he has three points t- to show for it. So that's amazing. So I expect Sharon Govich to maybe lead our team in offense, similar to what he did against the Islanders a couple days ago. So those are my three players to look out for. So I pick Sharon Govich, Dougie Hamilton, 
and also Ryan Graves to have somewhat of an impact for the New Jersey Devils. So I will repeat that. Sharon Govich on the scoring side of things just to lead the Devils in points. It might be a pride thing for him just to show that he's improved from last season. And then for Dougie Hamilton, it's time for him just to get a goal or two. And then for Ryan Graves, I'm not really too concerned about what shows up in the score sheet. But here's what I do want from him. I do actually want him to, you know, uh, be good in the plus minus category. Remember, he led the NHL in that respective category just a couple years ago. So, uh, you know, that's what I'm mostly looking for from Ryan Graves. But for, for Graves, I just want him to get an assist here or there just to, you know, make his stats a little more, I guess, impressive. But like I said, Ryan Graves and Dougie Hamilton, while they will be playing on the top line together, they're held to different standards. But still, I, I expect something big from our top two defensemen uh, the next preseason game. Like I said, I don't know the starting lineup at the time of this recording. It's still late at night. Obviously, the New Jersey Devils aren't going to tweak that out, especially since, you know, we're uh, a little less than 24 hours away from puck drop. So, you know, those are my projections. Uh, and let's see if uh, my predictions do come true. And maybe Yanni Kokkonen will have a good game here or there. But anyway, as for today, that's all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for tuning in. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils, and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening.